Welcome to the Todd and Taylor Show. I'm Taylor Trask. And I'm Todd A. And we are back once again, and we're still really close to Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con to be specific, and we have another special guest who was there at Comic-Con. Todd, can give, us the, give us the intro. Sure. Uh, we have joining us uh, today uh, my friend Eric Coda, who um, is an artist who is in Artist Alley for the first time this year. And we're just going to get the whole insider's on-the-ground perspective from Eric. Um, hello, Eric. Hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? All right. I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. Now, you were – this was your – was Todd correct? This was your first time in Artist Alley at SDCC? Yes. That's correct, yeah. Now, how like, before we get to that, I guess give us, mm-hmm. give our folks some background. How long have you been have you been a, an artist? How long have you been drawing? What got you into all this in the first place? Well, I've been I've been an artist pretty much since I was, uh, well, I don't know, like professionally or just yeah. I mean, I've just, been do- well, yeah, how long have you been drawing? I mean, when did you start drawing uh, like for fun, and when did you realize mm-hmm. it was something you could make money at? Well, I, I mean, I started drawing, I think, when all kids did, you know, and just basically, like, all, when everybody else did, you know, around uh, four or five or whatever, and just kept doing it, and everyone else kind of grew up, grew out of it, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever, and I just kept going at it, um, and I never stopped. Well, I did actually stop. There was a period of time where I did stop, but that's another story. Um, sure, sure. But, uh, but I, at that point, I had already kind of like um, honed it to a certain level where uh, I felt um, felt confident at. But um, uh, well, as far as professionally, it's been since um, it's been about like. Been about like five or six years. I'd say about nice. six years. Were yeah. you um were you originally like inspired to draw by comics? Was it something else entirely? Like what? How does how did you sort of get into comics or, or graphic novels as an art form? I didn't actually get into comics ah. um, until well, I mean until like junior high. Sure. And yeah, I mean I would like read Spider Man and GI Joe here and there um, in elementary school, but yeah, mainly yes. Yeah, the old uh, Gene Ha, I think, right? Gene Ha. I love that because I, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, got into comics way back in the day via the He-Man comics that accompanied the toys uh, and other stuff too. So I, I was always aware of the GI Joe comics, but like you always yeah. had to pick, pick one or the, you're either a He-Man kid or a GI Joe kid. Like, really, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever find like you know somebody who's both, unless their parents are just really rich or something? Yeah, and I was into GI Joe. That was definitely the way I got into comic books was was through the GI Joe comic books. Yeah, because you got to learn about, you know, uh, like uh, Cobra Commander. Like maybe maybe we'll see what's under that hood, you know, this, yeah. you know, whatever. And and the art was pretty cool. And it was, you know, it was, I don't know what what was it about it. They had ninjas in it. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, what was not to like? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, how could you beat that? And so, but no, I, I as far as like. Um, graphic art type of stuff like I uh, I got into like the, I was like really 
into like the uh, like all kids. Like I was into comic strips, like Garfield and mm. all that. And, far side. Uh, far side, yeah, not so much. But my favorite, like my favorite, was Bloom County. Ooh, and, yeah. We should just divert right there uh, <laughs> because, like, maybe t- three years ago, you and I waited for an hour or more in a line right. to to see Berkeley Breathhead at San Diego Comic Con, and yeah. we're not. Did not get into the panel. It was like his his reappearance like on the scene. Right. Um, so, what happened this year, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to meet him. I really, oh, nice. yeah. It was, I just got to shake his hand and talk to him and get his autograph and all that fanboy stuff. And you know, he's one of like the two or three people that I wanted. I've wanted to meet, and, and you know, within my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did, and I could never thought it would happen. Like, uh, first of all, I never would have thought of him like coming to San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I never would have even imagined that Boone County would come back because it's been like 25 years or so. Yeah. Since he put that down, and um, yeah, but when he was there, that the, you know, I didn't find out like that he was there when we tried to go see him until, what, the day before or something like that? or Probably. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> we're all so busy. Um, and, and I was also bad. I also badly prepare for cons because I never look at the schedule until the <laughs> night before, either the night before or the day of or something. But um, So, yeah, that was a big bummer. And plus, like, I mean, like, it was just like, that con when me and Todd tried to go see him, it was just all kind of, coming to a head just because of all the, you know, it, it, we were trying to get into all sorts of different stuff and just getting denied just because everything had a line and you had to wait mm-hmm. for any little, anything that had any kind of name recognition. recognition. Mm-hmm. You had to be there at least like two hours ahead of time. And it's like, and, and I'm used to, I was used to going to, to Comic-Con and like being able to go to some, you know, like some kind of like niche thing that I was into and just walk in and hey, you know, sit down and but you know, even late, you know, go in late or whatever. Um, you could still we, do that here and there. With, we definitely sure. didn't anticipate any kind of line to see Berkeley brought that in, whatever yeah. it was you know, 2013 or or 2014 or yeah. whatever. But that was crazy. 2014, I think. Yeah. Well, what was yeah. it like this year? Because he was this year. I guess he did a panel, but you met him at a booth doing a signing. Right. Was there yeah. a, lo- a large line for that? Uh, there was. I don't know how far back it went, just because I was lucky enough to have a friend, our friend Chris Martin, and he was... Uh, Chris got Martin? In line. No. Yeah, Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> not made of Coldplay, but... Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, he got in line early and uh, saved a spot for me, So because I was you know, in Artist Alley um, doing my thing, and so he just... Um, yeah, luckily I, he was there, and it was so cool. Like it was at the IDW booth because um, that's where he's uh, publishing his collected stuff out out of now. Nice. And yeah, he's been he's been um, releasing a lot of archived editions of all of the like every single strip of Boone County through that. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. And they had a huge like just dedicated wall to him in that booth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they're like these really nice looking hardback um, editions, and um, and then he also had this 
one that he was debuting there at the con, collected a new collected edition from all of his newest stuff from the past couple of years. And, and so he are, those are those were already like pre-signed. He already signed every one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So on that page, he just did a little um, for you know whoever, and then it's got that his signature, his autograph. And then for mine, he misspelled my name, and I didn't even realize it. And uh, he had this little, like, he had his, um, I guess he was probably, like, 14 or 15-year-old son um, sitting next to him, like, hanging out. Uh, and he noticed, because he saw my badge, that he had signed it. Um, he had spelled my name wrong. He had spelled it with Eric with a K. And and so he, he was like, oh. And then he changed it to C, and then he... You know, and, and, and in compensation, he did a little doodle of Opus for me, so that was oh, great. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very who cool. Are, who are the other, you know, when you said there's like two or three kind of living guys that you would like to meet, who are the other two or three? Mm-hmm. Well, I already met Mike Patton. He's um, <laughs> <laughs> not a comic book artist. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, these are just, you know, people in general. Yeah. Um... um yeah, so Mike Patton, I met him like a really long time ago, like 90, 97 or something. Um, and uh, who else? Probably Barack Obama. No, no offense to any, <laughs> any like political. Uh, you know, I, I know that might cause a stir with whoever, but whatever. Um, but are, are there artists on that list? I mean, uh, comic book artists. Uh. I'm trying to think. I I mean I met Jim like I when I was like at, uh, in high school I met Jim Lee and mm, that was really great. Yeah, but that was like before he um, was really big. Was that pre-image or post-image? That was pre-image. That <laughs> he had just done um, Punisher War Journal his and um, and I think he would he might have just started on Uncanny X Men, but. Um, you know, so he was just, he was pretty much unknown. And uh, I think I was in junior high at that point. Um, so he was my hero at the time. Uh, it would be really awesome to meet, like, you know, Katsuhiro Otomo, you know, the uh, creator and artist of Akira. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that would be, that would be just insane. Um who are the artists that like you know kind of guide you in in what you're doing? I mean, when you're when you're drawing like a you know a page of of panels, who, who mm-hmm. like who inspires you in that? Um, well, let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, my inspirations are uh, Frank Quitely. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's another. I I just thought of uh, when you're. You're asking like who I'd like to meet. He's definitely one of the yeah. people I would love to, to meet. Um, but he's not. He doesn't really make that many appearances out in the states. I don't think. I've I've recently become really sort of f- more familiar with him thanks to Grant Morrison working with him in Multiversity, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And then I I also took on Jupiter's Legacy um, right. recently too, and just realizing his style his style is so distinct. But you kind of just yeah. fall into it and get sucked into it, and then you're just like, I want everything like this. Like it's just he's yeah. got that really interesting, very like you can't. I don't. I don't know if you can really mimic that style. It's so specific and so you know yeah. very much him. 
You know, and yeah. Taylor, you're such a fan of, uh, you kind of came into American Alien as a Superman story, mm-hmm. um, and Eric has uh, pitched to everyone I know, <laughs> anyone that Eric and I mutually know, he has pitched them All-Star Superman, yeah, which mm-hmm. is uh, quietly as well, so you, you might really enjoy that. That one. I, you know, I've seen that. I've seen the art for that here and there. And I, having just gotten acquainted with Superman in a way that means something to me, I'm interested now in actually kind of going back and finding all these other stories that I could add into that sort of that lexicon that that yeah. uh, American Alien sort of set up in my mind. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, Eric. This picks up on a longer conversation Taylor and I have had about um, how our comic book reading has sort of reversed lately, where I'm not reading any superhero books, and Taylor's reading nothing but superhero books. So uh, getting recommendations from anyone is always good. But anyway, back to you and and quietly and and who you look to for inspiration. I mean, how, yeah, how do you how do you set up a, a a comic book page? Who are you thinking of? Or um, always it's. I, and I sometimes forget this, and I have to, you know, I, I do, oh, gosh. I, <laughs> I, I really um, get a little, you know, get a little ADD with my my influences and my style, and uh, that's one of my, I think, my um, things I need to improve on is uh, just consistency, and, and I've been told that here and there. So um, I, I tried to channel, like, um, Jason Pearson, Frank Whiteley. <laughs> These are all like styles that should not mix, but um, like because Frank Whiteley is so just um, it's just I mean it's so, it's so like very um, thoughtful, thought out, and very you could tell he's taking his time on it, and it's just mm-hmm. so uh, deep, like has so much depth to it, and um, like then there's Jason Pearson who's just so like in your face. And it's got this like uh, just so much energy to it, and exaggerations of um, anatomy and, and face, facial expressions, almost cartoonish, and um, yet yeah, it's very detailed. And uh, who else? Um, well, like any comic artist, you you probably ask nowadays would say uh, one of the best artists out there is Stuart Stuart in, in, Imonen. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Imonen, um, who did the all new X Men, and and uh, you guys know him? Mm, I don't. I don't know, but um, on that all all new X Men run, which which one are you referring to? Uh, the the number one, well, the beginning of it, I think with Bendis, maybe. Um, okay. Beginning of the last. I, I I honestly can't tell you like what the <laughs> continuity is, you know, what's going on with them. But it, you know, it was probably like. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just I just Googled this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stuart Eminem, um, his wife's also in comics. Um, Kat, I think her name's Catherine Eminem, and she's uh, I believe she's a writer. Yeah, and um. So anyway, he did he did um, all new X Men and he's done a whole bunch of other stuff. But like, you talk to any comic artist and they'll know they're like, oh yeah, that guy's like the best right now. <laughs> like, cause you look at his stuff and there is like there are no flaws. Like he's got so many. He's got such like a dynamic 
style and good, just amazing like lighting and just it's almost flawless. And anyways, um, there's that and uh, I just I, I try to because because I started out like just a big like Jim Lee clone like a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've tried to like grow grow out of that. I mean, I did grow out of that um, a long time ago, and I've tried to like not um, do that again with anybody because I can get caught up in that, and then then I have right. them, then I'm not I'm not offering anything new. So um, I'm, I think I think even Frank Whiteley was quoted as saying like when someone asked him what his style was, and he's like. I think he his answer was um, I don't have I, I'm still trying to find my own I'm still trying to find it I'm still trying to find my style. So interesting. I kind of feel like that's that interesting well. for somebody. So it's interesting that's I mean that I always hear that like you know it's it, you're always it's, with any creative endeavor whether it be writing drawing filmmaking it's like you're always trying to get better that that sort of permeates everybody who's really into into these creative fields. So to have somebody as experienced as that. Or as prolific as that, still be like I'm still trying to find it. Like I don't know what my like yeah. I'm, it's still a kind of a, a search or a quest. That's that's right. there's something really cool about that. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people, both as a consumer of that content, but also creators of that content. Just you know, kind yeah. of follow that artist on that journey. Um, I, I really dig that. We should probably uh, we should probably follow that up too by asking you, Eric, um, what like what have you worked on lately that someone might be able to track down and check out your work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I, did, I, mean, I did work on the agency, which is like this independent comic. Um, it's out on Comicsology, and uh, it's through uh, I think alike. It's TAP Tap Productions, Think Alike Productions. Um, so I did that for the last couple of years, and and I think definitely with that, I was still trying to find out like. And I, and I was consciously experimenting, much to their chagrin, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> like, I kind of viewed it as, like, and I view a lot of things as just, like, as a, an experiment, like, just to see, like, just an experiment, really, just to see what comes out of it and how I can do this. Because um, I, it would just be so boring if I were to um, know how to do it and, like, just be grinding it out like it was just uh, an exercise, you know. When you do that, so like, real quick, can you walk walk me through how you work with writers? Because a lot of people, I don't think, you know, people listening to this podcast probably do, but even then, some people don't realize there's a lot of times the writer and the artist are never in the same room. They're different parts, different countries, different parts of the country. Um, yeah. Sometimes they work together on previous stuff. Sometimes it's it's kind of a one-off marriage for that project, and then they're gone. H how do you how do you like working with writers? What do you kind of expect um, in that relationship? Um, I don't really. Uh, well, I expect them to know what they want. <laughs> I mean, uh, but the thing is, like with writers, it's it's always different because mm -hmm. some writers will be like, um, well, first of all, like everybody will get a script um, without almost without um, exception, and uh, in that in the script, that'll usually most likely give you a panel layout. And um, tell you what they want within those panels, but you know it really just 
just to depend on the writer and then like maybe if that writer and the artist have, have a past and you know they don't maybe the writer resort more to uh, explaining the scene in more generalized terms instead of um, like some writers will will say like you know it's almost like it's all, it, it reads very similarly to a to a screenplay like a mm-hmm. television or movie screenplay and um, it'll explain everything in detail, like I want it this angle, and I want, uh, you know, a close-up shot of this, and then a, a wide shot of this, or that, but, um, so I, I, you know, I expect, uh, I expect a little, just, I don't know, I, I really, it really helps when they know what they want, like, as I, I work with somebody with, I have worked with somebody where, uh, they they don't they've only written up to like you know four pages or something and oh, <laughs> they've written the whole comic and they're like still making it up and I'm like let's go back and do change that this or that you know like, yeah <laughs> now are, on the flip side though are you have you had an experience with a writer where they were too specific on what they wanted visually and they almost kind of um, sort of handcuffed you in terms of what you were able to do. No, I mean, in my limited amount of experience, because I haven't really worked with that many. So, um, yeah, from what I've from what I've gathered, it it they're very they're often pretty generous and pretty like loose on that kind of thing. They're usually like, I trust you to be able to imagine this or that, and um, mm-hmm. and usually and and it's good to to have a good communication line, open communication line going on about like. Um, you know, if I have any questions about certain things, and because I often will, like, um, but usually it was like, I think, and I, and I think like the first Marvel thing I had, um, I was just, I was, I wasn't even working with the writer at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was just through the editor. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Was that more of like a hired gun kind of situation where it just you know it, it was yeah. what it was and right yeah it was I mean basically it was a, it was a tryout because it was like an eight eight page story in a in a anthology kind of situation mm-hmm. um so and like at one point I tried to <laughs> I even tried to say like uh, make a suggestion like oh maybe, maybe we should put her in storm in this outfit and they're like uh just stick to the script <laughs> you know <laughs> for my britches. i was only like you know four pages in i'm like i got this you know and i'm like <laughs> you know weighing in on uh you know what <laughs> what she should be wearing or whatever so yeah that that's that's how that's how green i was back then well of, if you- if you if uh, what, I think we should jump into the whole Comic Con experience. Yes. If if there are plugs you want to make along the way uh, for your work or what's coming up, definitely do, and we'll do a, a plug round at the end to let everyone know okay. where they can find you on uh, on social media and stuff like that. But let so taking it way back, what was the first year you ever attended Comic Con? I think it was it was either eighty eight or eighty nine, and Wow. Yeah, that's what that's I That's OG. Imagine. That's yeah. that's back when it was like in a hotel conference room. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> was, I, I remember you telling me standard. you just drove down and parked at the convention center, and I was like, what the 
hell? Stanley was handing out handing out books in person. Hello, Spider Friend, as you came in. You know, it's like <laughs> he was at the booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, it was actually at the old San Diego uh, Convention Center, which is downtown, and like it's this old crusty, <laughs> you know, and it was just. It was just comic books, you know, and yeah. it had an artist alley, um, and I'm pretty sure they had signings and that kind of thing, and and but me and my friends that I went with, we were there just to get good deals on comics and just to nice. um, yeah. see cool stuff that you would, because there was no internet back then, and, and so they would have like cool toys and models or whatever, and um Stuff you I, we wouldn't be able to see in our local comic shop, and uh, and just to take in the odor of of the unwashed, uh, <laughs> or, you know, or something. Are you say nerd smell, way. Eric. I, I resent that accusation. <laughs> you know what? Tech, you know, I don't know what it, what's happened over the years, but they've gotten better. I'll tell you that. What? So, um, so, uh. I, at least since I have been attending Comic Con, uh, mm-hmm. you you have also been going to Comic Con um, as an attendee. Uh, yeah. Although usually you've had a professional badge, which always right. makes me um, jealous. Yeah. Uh, but so so this is the first year you get into what's called Artist Alley, and I guess right. because um, I I did receive a little feedback on last week's podcast about what is Hall H. We kind of jumped into Hall H without explaining it. Ah. Let's definitely explain Artist Alley. Yes. Um, whereas, uh, and either of you jump in at any point and correct me, but at most sort of bigger comic conventions, there is uh, a place that is reserved for artists uh, to peddle their wares um, and create art for you. Uh, and it's offered either it's sort of a discount, you know, Cost of like so these artists aren't buying, um, having to pay for like a you know a big retail booth or uh, in the case of San Diego Comic Con I believe it's a free spot they just have a very limited number of of spots to give out um, and it's definitely like something everyone who goes to a Comic Con should go check that place out because you can buy you know posters from Marvel online at any time. <laughs> but yeah. you can get these like great one of a kind prints from Artists and Artists Alley. Or sketches. Yeah, or sketches. So you, yeah. um, so you were in Artists Alley this year. How did you even get in? Um, I just applied online. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> do they do they ask for work in that application? Do they want to see that you're a reputable artist that can draw a picture? They there's a section that asks for um, published work, I think, and. Okay. Uh, and then there's a, uh, there might be a place to put your website, I think. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so you get, I mean, calling it a, I guess I just refer to it as a booth, but it's more like part of a table. So you were in an aisle, um, literally at the ass end of the hall. Like your table yeah. touched the Hall H wall. Yeah which sounded like uh, kaiju were coming through the wall at any moment when they were playing <laughs> previews in Hall H at top volume. Um, uh, there were th- there were three people in your aisle. You were lucky enough to be on the end, so you got a lot of walk-by traffic. 
Um, yeah. It, oh, it's, I'm I'm describing too much, but let's let's back up to so Wednesday night is preview night for everyone who has a badge or a four day pass gets a, right. a preview night. That's when you went to set up. What did you see there? Um, in the artist alley or just just in the whole con? I mean, what's the vibe yeah. like? Well, in preview night, it's it used to be just barren because not that many people had the passes for preview mm. night. Um, and it's only like, uh, what is it, like uh, a few hours. It's like from six to nine, I think. Hmm. And at this time, it was there was a fair amount of people. I mean, just like um, I wasn't able to take it all in as I usually do just because I was going, I was, well, first of all, I was like lugging everything on <laughs> in like a giant suitcase and then like uh, a few different of, uh, of those uh, free bags that they give you, those giant bags that they give you when you check in to Comic Con, full of um, full of stuff that I needed to set up with. Oh, yeah. Well, I had, no, it was I had filled those. I had had kept those over the years, and I just filled those with um, like <laughs> everything I needed to set up with. And um, so, like, and I had walked all the way from uh, Horton Plaza because <laughs> I parked in Horton Plaza, which is this um, very uh, was a famous mall um, in downtown San Diego, uh, designed by Ray Bradbury, I believe. What? And, yeah, um, for real. We got to do a Horton uh, Plaza <laughs> episode of, of the podcast. Yeah, uh, and so, anyways, I walk. It's kind of far. That was kind of a dumb move on my part, but uh, I, I walked all the way there. So I was like beelining it for the uh, artist alley, and and in 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 Artist Alley, like surprisingly enough, like there was, uh, there were people already uh, set up, and because I thought it was going to be, there wasn't going to be anybody there. Um, right. There were people like full on set up. They had everything going. Are they already selling with that preview crowd? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how well they were selling, but yeah, they were doing what they did every day. Oh, um, so they're they're just sitting at the tables, it's and like just running it like it's a normal day in yeah. the con. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are there any special perks or anything for the people who go that first night, that preview night? Like, do they do some kind of special, like, one-off thing? Or do they let, do they know, like, do any of the, like, big booths, like the Image booth or DC booth, open up to let you guys, like, get first crack at it because they know you're going to be busy the rest of the week? <laughs> yeah, right. No. <laughs> oh, no, no, that, should, no. that should be, that should be the case. No, no. no but I, I mean... Funny you should say that. Like one of the days that I got there kind of early, and I was able to get in early before all the crowds because I have the exhibitor badge, which mm -hmm. I discovered is is magic because like you can pretty much get in anywhere. It seemed like it seemed like, like, <laughs> like right this way, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the front like, of the hot dog line. Yeah, no, I was getting that kind of treatment. It seemed like um, in comparison to just having the lowly professional badge or whatever. <laughs> oh. I mean, professional badge doesn't mean jack. I mean, <laughs> other than getting for free, sorry. Um, so, yeah, but one of those days, one of those mornings, um, I was in there before the crowds and walked uh, through the DC um, booth and like one of the guys was like, "Hey, did you get your free shirt?" I'm like, "What? Free shirt? <laughs> I have not gotten the free shirt from Comic Con in like over six years because they pretty much nobody does that anymore because they don't have yeah. to." 
<laughs> so it was a really cool shirt and had DC logo on it, and I was very happy. That was like one of the highlights. Nice. You got there like 30 minutes before the crowd. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure like like they got rid of those real quick. Um, so, so I don't know if that was just for like I'm pretty sure that was for people who were there first. Right, right. So uh, what? So so you get there. So then, like Thursday is the kickoff to the con, and uh, you get there early, early-ish to get to your booth. Um, uh, what did you have to set up to sell? Like, what what were you selling at your booth? I was selling prints, and that's pretty much it. I had prints, and then um, had a little sign kind of that wasn't very visible that said um, sketches because honestly I was not anticipating doing <laughs> any sketches. Oh. No, let me ask you about that. How many people in Artist Alley, is there an expectation that everybody should do commission sketches or just have, or is that just on a case-by-case basis? On a case-by-case basis, and, it, and probably a lot of it has to do with like how popular you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I have a feeling. I mean, it's just a feeling. I don't know for sure. Like, this, I this is this was all new to me. So, just I mean, like, if you are an established guy and you don't want to, I mean, you're you're I don't know why you're there, but uh, you're there for whatever reason, and you don't really need to make a uh, little petty um, cash or whatever. Uh, you're probably not going to do that many, if any, sketches at all, and. Uh, and also, I think some artists like have have run into problems where their stuff gets flipped immediately on eBay. Oh right, yeah, like they're 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 uh, getting a sketch from a famous artist and then just going home and and auctioning it off that night. Yeah, because I know Adam Hughes did that, like his right stuff getting flipped right away, and he was like, "I'm not doing any more sketches mm-hmm. at con." So. That's true. Well, it's it's such a cool um, like. A, uh, personal way to interact with an artist, and I'm I've been kicking myself for a week uh, for not having thought of this. But you had at least one or two people who who asked you for a sketch in a sketchbook that they had. Right. And w- one guy specifically just got different artists. He commissioned different artists to do sketches of Nightcrawler, which was so cool. Oh, so that he, is cool. He ended up with this book of like all these different versions of Nightcrawler. Am I right? It was Nightcrawler, right? Nightcrawler. Yeah, um, was that That's something awesome. that you'd seen before? Uh, like, had you? I, I, you know, I mean, I, I just yeah. felt like a, a dummy for not realizing that's what people were doing with sketchbooks. I <laughs> never. I mean, I've never done sketchbook, so I don't know. But I, I, I think I, it seemed like a thing. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I felt like it feels like I heard that somewhere before. I, right, it's sort of like an autograph book or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, it was, yeah. I think this is like a like pro tip for every every person going to comic cons from now on. <laughs> Just bring a sketchbook and commission artists to sketch in that book, and you'll have this amazing coffee table artifact. And if you yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and don't sell it on eBay. Keep it, treasure it. Yeah. But, uh, don't make it because that sounds so, like now my mind is spinning on all the things I want to like. Like I want to totally do that next time I go to. Uh, have you have you done that? Uh, have you do, have you gotten sketches from artists at cons or? I haven't. No. 
Uh, I've right, got I, the only ones I've gotten are like along with autographs or something like that. You know, um, I've never commissioned an artist like that. Uh, um, yeah, it's funny how like how many how many people want them. I I mean like they I don't think they even saw the sign that I had. You know, like with the prices or whatever. They're like, hey, do you? Um, they just asked me if I did sketches. I'm like, yeah. So there's a lot of those guys out there just you know trying to get sketches and it's a yeah, but um, but I think I, my prices were pretty cheap compared to like some of them, because like if you you have any kind of name recognition, then they were pretty a lot more than mine. They were well, it, it kept you pretty busy, right? I mean, you were doing sketches all day, every day, pretty much. Yeah, and also, I mean, that plus it was just really fun. I didn't realize how fun it would be. Oh. It was yeah. To do that, per, and like you're making, you know, you're making someone happy is like instant gratification. Because I've done commissions uh, for people, but it's been through like email and online stuff. And I'm either like shipping it out to them, or I'm like emailing it to them. And I'm never, I'm always just communicating through email or whatever. And it's it's very not, it's very impersonal. So when you're doing it for somebody, like when you're getting that instant feedback right away and you're seeing like things in our face. Like that guy that I did the nightcrawler for, I even like was impressed with the nightcrawlers that I did. I wasn't you know <laughs> that was one of the better ones that I had done and um and so I was like, here you go and he's like, Whoa and I'm like, Yeah <laughs> So yeah. Um, you know. when you're doing a sketch like that of a character that maybe you haven't drawn a million times are you looking on your phone for like you know reference works or something like that how'd you do that yeah yeah well uh when that car i remember i had drawn him like when i was a wee lad uh, a long time ago and a lot enough to remember certain things but like i didn't remember how far that that weird like thriller costume that he was wearing <laughs> outfit that he had on um if that went all the way down to his crotch or whatever that, you know, it seemed kind of weird. But, um, but yeah, like I definitely, uh, that's, that's where like these smartphones are so amazing. <laughs> 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 uh, because some one guy wanted me to draw zero suit, uh, um, Samus or Samus. Samus? Hmm. I think it's Samus. Um, from Metroid. You know, oh yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the um Oh weird. Okay. It is like Metroid is a blonde girl. The per, the person in the suit is a blonde girl, you discover spoiler alert at the end of the first Metroid game. And um but I guess there's a new version of it of the game where she's just out of the suit and she's like in this blue suit and she's you know, looks like a normal person. Um Gotcha. I, I had seen her before, but um, I had no idea what he was referring to, so I had to like, yeah, Google that, and said, all right. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> luckily, you know, she wasn't like very complicated. She's just a you know, just blonde. What was know. the weirdest thing? The weirdest thing that like you're just like really like where someone came up to you and like, hey, would you draw this? You're like, okay, I guess. Um, there was a guy that wanted uh, he he had the concept. He just had this uh, very uh, vague concept of rock, paper, scissors. 
<laughs> what? Paper <laughs> scissors? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, good, because some people don't know what that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that is. I just don't know how you want me to put that into your sketchbook. <laughs> and he's just like, well, just do whatever you want with that. Like, um, like, all right. And, I, and, and luckily, you know, it was a sketchbook of... Uh, a sketchbook, and he had other artists' um, interpretations of it. And, you know, some people uh, had some really cool uh, versions of what they thought, how they wanted to express it. And so, um, uh, so I did that. What did I do? I did like a, a pair of scissors, like running away from a rolling boulder. Uh, and like a hat, an Indiana Jones hat was falling off his head, the scissors head, and there was a piece of paper wrapped around the boulder. And nice, awesome. Dang. You went all out. Well done, sir. So, uh, prints versus sketches was one more um, financially successful for you? Uh, I I wish I could tell you just because <laughs> because I think you, as I re as I iterated to you throughout like. <laughs> You have some sort of bookkeeping going on. But... <laughs> yeah, and when you left that table, I was just giving away prints. <laughs> I pretty much was doing the same. No, I was just like, I was trying to mark, you know, keep a record of like how many prints I was selling and and how many sketches and that. But it just got so chaotic that, like, I was I I would sell some prints and then like I would pick up a commission or a sketch and then I would be like okay now I'm sketching and then like someone come up hey I'm gonna, can I buy this I'm like, okay great okay uh, I'm gonna mark that out okay now someone comes up with a new commission okay um <laughs> you know and I just on piling on and I was like at a certain point you know I just lost track and so <laughs> I'm pretty sure the print sold more but um because I can only do so many sketches uh, per per day, and and let's that. just let's just for the people at home um, who are who are completely unaware of what 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 we're talking about. It's prints with a T, not prints like it's you're not drawing purple rain for people. This is an actual like the actual <laughs> printed right. Because I heard prints a few times. I'm like, wait a second, print what? So uh, yeah, what size prints did you have, and what do you think is kind of the average size for a print these days? I had 11 by 17 and by 8, and that was about it. I was I was wondering myself like what I should bring, and so I just I um, messaged a another person who has been has been an artist alley that I know, and she said that um, uh, she said her smaller ones were were selling would sell more because like as you know Todd like you, as a print buyer at cons, um, it's hard to carry around the big ones. And, <laughs> so true. Um, unless, uh, yeah, so a lot of people will just go for the small ones. And uh, I think, yeah, definitely the smaller ones sold more, and I was selling them for five bucks each. Oh, so you really did sell more of those smaller ones. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and that's also another good point to, to interject like a Comic-Con tip, which is if you're going to collect art, um, 
you know, try to figure out the, the best day to do it and figure out something to carry it around in so that you're not uh, delicately holding on to, <laughs> you know, personal artwork. Um, Eric did something really smart, which was you had, um, like, uh, backs, like a sort of a stiff cardboard back that you could put on, yeah. in a, in, and you had plastic bags for people. In fact, um, I, I, you know, didn't tell you, but uh, a, a young person came by your booth when I was sitting there and, uh, like, had a print in their hand and a cup of coffee, and their dad had, like, an ice cream sandwich or something, and I overheard this conversation where she was like, Dad, I just wish I had a bag for this, and I was like, oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> And nice. so they, it was not a print of yours, but she had just bought a print and had no place to put it. And uh, so, yeah. you know, it was, it was that was a thing that not all artists carry, but you had bags for the prints. I'm just saying this, like, if you go to a Comic-Con, think ahead. The artist might not have you covered in that way. So you might want to bring a portfolio or something to, you know, keep these things stiff and straight and make them easy to carry. So... Everybody was doing it, but... Yeah, maybe it's kind of maybe it's like a more normal thing these days. I do think the eleven by seventeen has caught on. Where uh, in years past, I've come home with like all different shapes and sizes of prints, and um, this year was it was all about eleven by seventeen. <laughs> would you, uh, Eric? Would you do this again? Like since this is your first time, did you you obviously learned a lot? Are you raring to go again, or is this more of an every couple of years sort of thing? No, yeah, definitely. I, I mean. It took a lot of work to get ready for it, but now that I've gotten that out of the way, yeah, I think it would be a lot easier this, uh, the next time. And I'm definitely um, reapplying for next year, for next year's San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. And, nice. Cool. Would you, hey, on that same note, too, I mean, you may have mentioned it before, I didn't catch it. How long did, when did you start preparing for it? Like, because I have another artist friend who submitted to the local Denver Con, and he was at it for two or three months trying to get all his stuff ready to go, and I was just like, geez. What, when did you actually begin to kind of get all your stuff ready? I should have been three months beforehand, but uh, I just kind of procrastinated. Well, I mean, I was pretty busy up until, like, definitely the last month. Um, I was like gearing up for it, but then the last mm -hmm. week I was really, I was still, honestly, I was finishing some of these stuff, some of the stuff that I was going to have made into print mm -hmm. up until the week before. Nice. <laughs> and, wow. and, uh, yeah, so I know a guy that, um, does prints for me and I was like, if I give them, give the files to you by a certain day, can you have them for me by, you know, Monday before a con, he's like, yep. And so, um, yeah, so it was that plus, you know, getting the banner stuff ready. And uh, and by banner, you mean like you had a big banner behind, that was behind you that had your name on it. and Yeah. Yeah, so now that you've kind of got that out of the way, you go your next con, you've got a banner and a way to display it, and you probably have a surplus of prints to bring with you. Right. You're, you're kind of set up for the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially. Um, so, in the uh, in the day day to day, like just in the grimy, like being on the floor kind of experience, how did you how did you prep for each day, and or what would you tell other artists about to do this? You know, what what about like food, coffee, you know, bathroom visits, phone, electricity? Yeah, what's, what's well, I mean, I guess it depends on which con you're at, but at this con, there's no. Electric, there were no electrical outlets, so 
Oh, uh, really? Yeah. For it's that. so interesting. You think SDCC would have that as as big as they are? You think they'd have? They'd roll out the red carpet and you know have all no, those but, amenities? No, but I did see. I don't know if you saw Todd. The they had some sort of like portable cell phone like uh, charger like like uh, vending machine thingies. Yeah. Which I had no idea. They had never had before. I don't think. I I mean I'm not saying I got one, but. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. But no, it would be good to bring, definitely have a one of those like backup charger things, um, which I did, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but as in regards to everything else, like as far as yeah, it'd be good to bring, definitely bring snacks and, and water and caffeine and. Um, but um, for bathroom breaks and things like that, they were really awesome about it. They have their own dedicated staff to the artist alley where um, they're checking up on you. They're, like, taking your trash. If you need to have trash taken out, um, they're asking you if you need to take a break. If you need to take a break, then um, they'll watch your table for you. And um, uh, yeah, so... Well, so um, on that, on another like preparation question, now, how did you take payments from people? Uh, cash or through if they had a card, then I had a Square reader. Okay. Um, which plugs into your phone or iPad or whatever. Tablet. Now, did you do you need like a strong signal for that? I mean, did did you have one there in Artist mm -hmm. Alley? Yeah, I had a, a strong um, signal. Okay. I wasn't using Wi-Fi or anything. I was just using. Uh, T-Mobile, mobile network. Yeah, let's, let's plug that. Get them as a sponsor here. <laughs> yes. What, <laughs> what, when you're sitting there at the table, um, what are your re, what are your interactions with the people that are walking by? Are they, you know, I, I know as <laughs> on both sides of the table now that I, I you know, sat at yours for a, a minute, that yeah. uh, that there's, you know, People don't always like to, you know, say hello to the artists. They're afraid they'll get <laughs> sort of stuck in some sales conversation. But what did you find? I mean, were you? Um. Uh. Yeah. It was kind of like. I mean, I. <laughs> I was trying to read all the little tips that people put out there online about Artist oh. Alley, uh, and and one of the tips was like, um, you know, like make eye contact with with people and try to, you know, start up a conversation. It's kind of like uh, any kind of retail experience. Sure. You know, that kind of customer service type of deal. And, and luckily, if I, I I have that uh, a little bit. I worked at Starbucks, so I was forced to do that. <laughs> 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 not be like a, uh, an aloof, um, you know, grumpy a-hole. Right, which is which is funny because I think the sort of default state for a lot of artists is like kind of, you know, it crouched over their sketchbook, like ignoring everything around them, which you definitely right. see in Artist Alley. Uh, and, yeah, and another tip was like uh, not to be just drawing the whole time because then it seemed like nobody will want to bother you. <laughs> right. Um, which you can't really avoid if you're doing a sketch for somebody. Um so, yeah, there was that, and, yeah, people didn't want to, some people were, like, uh, trying to avoid eye contact for that reason, like you, like you said, like, so they didn't get roped into getting suckered into um, having to buy something. Suckered in? What a deal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and I think we were joking about that too. Like, um, I, I was considering like just half-hearted, half-jokingly, like I should get I should get one of those boots that some people hire to, to rope people in and to stand out, to stand out in the, in the aisle and try to like talk to, uh, try to bring people in my uh, to my table and you know those really. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Comic Con, then there's there there's a phenomenon called they're called booth babes, and it, it, it there are these models that some companies will hire, and bring like uh, oftentimes they'll be wearing very uh, tight clothing with their whatever they're promoting on on that clothing, and they'll be like handing out free stuff or whatever, and they're trying to promote something, and, uh, and one of the, actually, one of the guys down, um, in Artist Alley, this brother, um, these two brothers were trying to promote their comic, um, and, and I can understand this, like, they, they're, like, self-published, and they don't, uh, they're not, you know, nobody's gonna know who they are, so, and plus they were, like, right against, literally right against the wall, uh, and at the very end of that aisle, and nobody's going to see them. So they had that, they had hired this uh, very attractive woman to uh, bring people in from the from the crowd and uh, to come over and and check out their, their you know what they're yeah, selling. Yeah, she was hustling. She was really good at it, and and I think they sold out their comic. Wow. So. Um, yeah, and she—it was funny because she, <laughs> she went, she approached. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know Wyatt Snack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like he was just walking by. I was like, oh, that's Wyatt Snack. And like she went up to him, and like she didn't know who he was. While well, trying to get him to come over, and he was like, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just doing a little. Uh, I'll be back. I'm just doing a little walk around here. And uh, she's like, oh, okay, I'll come back if you know. Blah blah blah. I was like, do you know who you just talked to? And she's like. No, who was it? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <poor> yeah. <laughs> do you, when you were sitting there, I mean, you, you know, you, you didn't miss out on Wyatt's an act, but do, do you feel like you missed out on a, a con experience that you used to have? No. <laughs> Good. Man, that's great. You had, you had fun doing sketches, and you don't feel like you missed out on stuff. That's awesome. A little bit, just because, just for nostalgia's sake, but, um, but I, I had been getting a little burnt on that whole Sure, uh, because it's very tiring and and repetitive. And well, I think it's also worth mentioning that your con experience, at least for the past you know five or six years or so, has really differed from anyone else's because y- you go down there with a giant portfolio, and at least for the publishers that are uh, you know seeing artists, you drop off portfolios at Marvel, and there's a whole callback thing. I mean, it's almost like going on auditions or something for an actor except that oh, you're nice. doing it in a sea of a uh, you know 150,000 people. Yeah, I've been doing that pretty much ever since I started I started um, going back to Comic-Con which was like in 2000 and, uh, even before that actually. I've I've been doing it a long time and and the first time it actually worked when I finally got like one of the big two to um Get, uh, I got a call back from from them. Was uh, 
I believe that was in 2000 and either, I, no, I think it was 2009. And uh, so, like, he at the time was, like, doing what they called a talent search. And yeah. so you would have to do this mandatory um, mandatory panel where uh, Chirillo, the uh, art director at DC, he would go there and do the same spiel over every year. He would uh, give the same spiel to this group of artists that wanted to be, um, wanted to submit their work, artists and writers and colors and, and uh, he would uh, talk about like he was giving it the, the, he was giving everybody the real deal he was telling them like all straight up blowing smoke you know if anybody's asking and most people are not pretty much saying like most of you are not good <laughs> you know um, I mean he wouldn't say it that harshly but it's yeah but you were I mean and I think all that all that combines like you had you've you. Con is stressful for everyone, but it's uniquely stressful for those who are, you know, involved in a kind of job application process, uh, especially when it's like a cattle call like that. Like, I mean, just anyone, you know, could go drop off a portfolio during that time. They've they've got to be pretty. They've got to deliver some straight talk of like, <laughs> we're not going to call, you know, ninety nine percent of you back. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool to hear that you had a. a Positive experience this year. I, I hope is that would you categorize it or would you characterize it all as positive? Yeah, it was very. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this year it was like um, not a lot of hustle going on with that. <laughs> like, Good. Uh, I gave you guys the copies, the, the <laughs> and then like you guys went and checked to see if I was on the list the next day. So, so I didn't. It was very minimal, and plus I didn't work on any new stuff to, to new samples to. You know, we we also talked last week with uh, with our friend Emily, who was at her first San Diego Comic Con, and she'd been prepared a little bit, but she even mentioned that it was like you know the madness of San Diego, and and I I think it's just kind of like it's you know it's not like severely hot, it's not like a Phoenix Comic Con or something I imagine, but it's pretty darn hot. And uh, the the other thing that weighs you down, like there's so many crowds, and you're carrying all this stuff around. So just the idea that like you got to sit in Artist Alley and do something that engages you, it like almost, I mean, it's that's guaranteed to give you a different experience. And it's almost like you were the super fan, like it was like the super fan experience. So you guys <laughs> are gonna have this enhanced access, but then also you're creating stuff, you're submitting stuff. It's like it is like kind of that next. Like college for Comic Con attendance, you know. It's like if you really want to, if you I, really dig this and want to take it to the next level, here you go. That's a good way to think of it. I like to think Eric has graduated <laughs> to Artist Alley. Um, so did you stay till the bitter end, like Sunday night closing time? I did, yeah, just because I was trying to get this one sketch done for somebody. What uh, What was it like at that hour? Were there still uh, crowds in Artist Alley, or have they or are they kind of down on the retail end? Uh, no, yeah. At that point, there weren't really that. It was actually um, Sunday was very still very crowded. Um, okay. There was actually more just more people like just I don't know what I don't know what their why it was or what, but. Um, well there's always a perception that like there's special like half price deals and stuff on Sunday that the you know the retailers don't want to go home with all the comics they brought so 
pe people always kind of hang around on Sunday, at least, you know, I've heard to do the heavy shopping, and I wondered if that drew away from Artist Alley or if it, you know, helped, helped you guys out. There was a healthy amount of people walking by Artist Alley and through it. It's just uh, the, biggest, the biggest sales and interest was on Saturday, um, for, for me anyway. And, and that, okay. you know, with, with everything in Comic-Con, is, I think um, it's the most attended Saturday is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Saturday is. Yeah. But at the end, it was, yeah, that was very interesting to see, like, after everything like, shut down and, and the club was gone and stragglers were hanging around. And, um, yeah, I, although that exhibit, like I said, the exhibitor passed, you know, I was given free reign. <laughs> Opened some doors for you, literally. Yeah, I was just kind of seeing the aftermath of the, the whole thing. It was very, that's not something we all get to see. Um, well, uh, what would you do differently at your next con? Uh, get stuff uh, done earlier, get all my friends ready earlier, get, have, um, yeah, be more ready, like, have, and have help, I think. Um, okay. That's that, a good one. Yeah, just because, uh, it would definitely have helped if I had someone, like, to help me, uh, you know, with the, <laughs> and, uh, all like the prints and stuff and yeah uh, so that, well, with that with that in mind do you have a next con on the calendar or where you're going to be in artist alley no I don't I I should look into that um I I know that like I was considering New York Comic Con but that's really expensive um, now you you did go to New York Comic Con as a creator once right yeah, I did. Uh, when I was working on the agency, and I was just sitting at—I was there. I was sitting at the table as well, and and but that was mostly for them. I was just like kind of tucked away behind a plant, basically. <laughs> Not to fall too deeply down the comparing Comic Con uh, hole, but you know what was what was the experience? How did the experience differ between San Diego and New York? Um, for me, like as just as a person, yeah. Uh, Creator kind of person. Uh, it was way different just because that that was more focused on on the the team that the, that was um, the writers and the oh, creators okay. of that a comic, and it was all about them. It was kind of like they were doing exactly what the the brother team that was sitting a couple of guys down for me and Artist Alley at San Diego were doing, where they were really hustling and trying to bring people into their booth and trying to like do a pitch to people yeah. never heard of. Um, that uh, it was an independent publisher, so um, it was interesting to see that. And then um, it was just, uh, um, it was just I didn't really get, to, unfortunately, I didn't get to really see a lot of New York Comic Con just because I was sitting down the whole time at that one spot. Yeah, but, but it was uh, just as, if more than, um, attended in San Diego because uh, the numbers. They released the numbers, and like they said that there were more people that went to New York. I don't know. I mean, I saw a lot of people. I just didn't realize how many people were there. Yeah. But the well, office, like, I, they whole, sorry to cut you off. Um, no. They have a whole floor dedicated to artist alley. That's why it's not, it costs so much to get a table there. It's like seven hundred bucks. But um, like oh, they, wow. yeah, it's really dedicated. Um, 
uh, space for artists there, and so that's the difference between there and there. But I obviously wasn't in that that artist alley. So it it costs seven hundred just to be an artist alley in New York. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So Man. you got to be. Uh, you got to sell a lot of print. Right, right, right. You really got to justify going financially. Yeah. And um, well, so uh, where can people find your work online? Uh, I have a website that's very rudimentary, which is um, ericoda.com. E-R-I-K-O-D-A. Yeah. Uh, and then most of my stuff is on my deviant art page, and that's on. Um, the, my username is executive order zero six six. And we'll link all, we'll link all this in the show notes too. So if you if you're having trouble hearing or if you don't remember what he's saying, we'll uh, just check the show notes <laughs> and we'll have it there too. Yeah. yeah. And Instagram Instagram is Coda Moment at Coda Moment, and uh, that's pretty much it. You're yeah. You're on Twitter, but maybe maybe you don't. Maybe that's not like the active place to find you. <laughs> um, cool. I Taylor, I'm uh, I'm out of questions, but I have been to San Diego Comic Con. Is there anything else you would like to know? That was pretty thorough. I think we I think we answered everything. And as somebody who hasn't been, I feel I feel like I can go now and actually appreciate. Uh, what the artist alley folks have to go through, and I'm gonna bring my sketchbook and have everybody draw a different version of He-Man yeah. or something. Man, I mean that is just ass. such a good idea, and I'm really, I've got a, a literal like box full of of different prints. Uh, I mean Catwoman prints, come on, and uh, I just wish I'd been taking a sketchbook all these years because <laughs> I can't hang all these up. Yeah, protective uh, uh, protector uh, behind each page though is. Good call. Page protectors. Um, Cool. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Um, We'll we'll do the ending plugs here. I am Todd A, and I am on Twitter, at HeyTodd A, and you are? I am Taylor Trask, T-A-Y-L-O-R-T-R-A-S-K. Just Google me. You'll find all my stuff, website, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever whatever suits you. And we are ToddandTaylor.com. Um, this is the th- at least the third podcast that's come out of San Diego Comic-Con 2016, uh, yes. so go back and find the other two. We talk about the whole Hall H experience, and we talk about all the previews and trailers and stuff that came out of this year, and then uh, we had a big, <laughs> big long discussion about The Killing Joke, uh, oh, yes. which, I, which I saw with Eric and our friend Chris. Um, Eric, anyway. what did you think about it? Real oh, quick. we're going to go down that. Let's fall real down quick, that hole. Real quick, 30 second lightning round. What did you think of Killing Joke? I, I, I liked it. It was dark and uh, surprising. I don't know. I, I was half asleep, basically. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, there you go. You can listen to that. You should go back. I'm curious. Go back and listen to our episode if you if you are so inclined. I'm curious just to hear what you think uh, about our thoughts. I'm sure you and Todd talked about it already. Actually, probably not. But uh, yeah, I've, anyone else? Hey, you should go back and listen to that. It's uh, we we planned to. We were like, well, I think we can cover this in 15 minutes. And apparently, I just went off the rails. So it became like <laughs> a whole 45-minute podcast. But um, yes, check all that out. And we will be back next week with uh, something new.